Beatniks, bum trips, bullshit. Sean and Jedediah are on a log over a creek with a yellow house in between a cascade of redwood trees and a gentle outcloving at about 6.15 in the evening, taking 15 to 30 drops, a dropper full of Washington Pixie Botanicals Propolis. Pro propolis. Propolis. And you say the alcohol was also like a mead? It's like they made the alcohol with some bee product? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All bee. All bee in that bottle. I'll be in this bottle. In the title, too. <laughs> Let that genie out. Here we go. <laughs> All right, bro. We'll flow through this one with context, where we have our conversation, and it happens somewhat naturally, but within the confines of the podcast, while supplying a context. <laughs> the hairs on my nose are distracting me. <laughs> I know. I was like... And the fly. It was like a little... Like Nat got caught Nat? in your eyebrow hair. Did it? Yeah. Did, 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 did I escape it? Yeah, I it got it caught on like a fishing line. <laughs> <laughs> it like was suspended there as it was like fluttering tied to your eyebrow. <laughs> as you're like making your way up in the world. Mm. Welcome to my pre roll. Pulling out a, a, a roll here. Sometimes you have about an hour. I'm a whole broken. Use my heart, I will sing your song. Technique, mythology, essential contributions. Ego, chatter, splice, envy, techno. Inventors of new melodies, poems, rhythms. Their existence, dubstep. Songbird remembers past lives as a cavewoman. Rest her heart open to earthlings, to roost, and pump her blood, to roast her breath into fresh melody. Rest, say hello, be present to the earthlings that sing. The melodies of the tree trunk, hollow earth, rock formations, beaver, pussy, cock, action, calling formations of notes, the song that comes from interspecies communication. She sings on the grass in her leather bikini. Anime brown eyes open, locks to her lower back, heart open to the melody of earthlings. Use my heart, I will sing your song. Mm, mm, mm. That was inspired. That was inspired by uh, Annette Songbird. She was in two trees, singing songs to herself, and hello, and it's seeming as if it was in the flow that it's not going to disturb her. And she went in and sang an acapella song of rift that just like rocked through, and it was clear, and the melodies were kind of folky, but then went on lines that like took the voice soaring places. It was like, oh, yo, you just brought it. And it came with animalistic messages of like real happening. Go, do it. <laughs> do it. We're do here. It. We're here. She did three of them. We did three of them. And afterwards, we got to talking, and she sold me the secret, which wasn't a secret because she freely told it. And it was that she would open up her heart, and when her heart was was safe then it was a safe place
for other earthlings to inhabit. And all these other earthlings, the stream, the rock, the sky, the rabbit, they all have melodies. And then those melodies are welcome to live in her heart. And then her heart hears them, feels it, and then she sings their songs. Her breath, her breath becomes this voice. Nice. Word the fuck up. I was like down, so down. And she's like a little gal. I don't experience it like that. Looks like an anime princess. She's got big saucer brown eyes, dreadlocks down to her lower back. She's in like this leather bikini with all these like built-in satchels and pouches that like carry (laughs) her like (laughs) essential supplies for what she's doing. (laughs) And she's on a quest. Like this is what she does. This is her passion is like seeking out these songs. And I was fucking fired on this because I want to explore these realms, go multi-dimensional places, visit extra extra dimensional entities, go into the quantum soup and come back with melodies. And she's doing that, but on an earthly plane. And that was her her kind of deal, her main point is we were at the same fire opening circle for the festival that I was mentioning where they had uh, had to say hello to all the multi-dimensional entities and space aliens that are coexisting with us and the vultures at this like festival space. Yeah, yeah. And she was saying that that was fine with her, but what she's into is the earthlings, that she comes from earth and that she's tuned in to all the other earthlings here. Yeah on this like kind of far out connection way yeah and when people do past life regressions on her she's like i I don't go back to other planets i I don't go back to the 1600s i go back to a cave woman yeah yeah. i'm a fucking caveman Mm -hmm. like this is what i am i haven't seen in you some reason right yes i I was like i brought you up i brought you up i'm like yes this is what my friend sean was saying he was like looking at me in these singing trippy visions where we were activating our pineal glands by singing and i had become a caveman (laughs) and it was just like it was this like kind of transcendent vision of like going back to this place nice Mm. what did she have to say about that which she just was agreeing and just knowing that it was there and that's i like kind of back loaded the story she didn't just tell me the secret to singing at first it was kind of like getting into it and she was almost apologizing or not apologizing but she had to like state her case that it was okay for her to be going all earthy she was like a lot of people might think it's inappropriate nowadays yeah to be like tapped in but she was saying like no this is a very human thing to be feeling the rocks to be having like the fire and the smut and to be inspired from the elements yeah and then she led into what had done to her heart and how she had prepared herself to receive the songs i think there's a lot of people who get really interested in the esoteric in the strange and the phenomenal and the things that are like maybe barely there debatably while they're forgetting to be excited about all of the spirit that is very real and animate around us all the time. Mm. Mm. Holy ghost. Mm-hmm. Holy ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quintessence. Homeopathic doses. Like eucalyptus slapping. Hit me with some lemon balm. Fucking run my face over with blueberries. Give me a smoothie from fucking Jama Juice. I don't care. 
Actually, I kind of do that. She's nasty. But <laughs> my girlfriend in high school worked at Jamba Juice. Yeah. I swear to God, she took me in the back cooler when they still made those smoothies with actual fruit, like yeah. frozen fruit. Yeah. It's a walking cooler. Yeah. We made out. She took me in the cooler to make out. Yes, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you tuning in to the Earth spirits. I think it's good to remember that the interest is here. Interest isn't somewhere else that you don't have access to. It's like streaming through too. Do you feel it when you sing? Is that's not your process for where your melodies come from? I gotta from? get back into singing like that. But no, that's not about my process for where yeah. melodies come from. Um it doesn't feel that way to me. <laughs> it was similar to me because of that experience I had with you in the hot spring where I felt as if I had transcended to the place that the melody existed and then I heard you sing it and then but it was felt like I was there a second before you were singing it by second like it was floating in the space that the hot, that the melody existed in the gorge with those plants that grow around hot springs and like the type of quality of air and then the, what you were ripping like what you were singing while you were submerged like it sounded as if it was coming from the actual location we were in yeah whatever um yeah for a melody to be true Yo. for a song for a moment of embodied singing to be really honest has a very different feeling to it than just singing some song that you know or just kind of disembodied not fully present singing wow wow singing the melody that is true to what is going on right now that's mm -hmm. like that's intertwined that's got its tongue within the tongue of all the things that are happening in that in that time space continuum mm -hmm. that's wickedly different i liked it was interesting what she started saying about how the first thing is that her heart has to be safe yeah. And that's why I'm struggling. My heart still doesn't feel safe. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll turn around someday, but it, it, anything, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's, life is... What does it feel like? I can't not complain being right safe. Now. For your heart not to be safe. For your heart not to be safe. For your heart not to be safe. Like tender? Or does it feel just like on guard? Does it feel walled off? Does it feel bleedy? Does it feel infected? Well, bef before bleedy, I would say all those words were true, but no, it doesn't feel bleeding or infected. But um, most of the first things you said, it does feel kind of like those things. Like walled off, on guard. Yeah, it's like wounded, it's a bit tender, it's afraid of being hurt again. Yeah and doesn't feel Shy. safe to be big. Standoffish. Yeah. And it's not gonna let a raven into it to sing. 
you know, uh, it's not going to let something else live within I it. I mean, not that it's that's... It's like voluntary possession. Well, I mean, Did again, that that's not to really you? my process anyway, but the first step is definitely, like, a safe heart. The heart has to be safe in order to express freely and big and full, you know, fully embodied. Mm. I feel like I can only do this, like, subtly embodied. Yeah. Kick that I've been on. Remember I was talking about... Um, how I'll walk around and just kind of change the shape of my mouth, like while I'm breathing, even though I'm not really making any sound beyond just the sound of breathing, but because I'm doing this, it gives the breathing a tiny little bit of a subtle melody to it yeah. over time. What did you call this? Like breath song? I don't, yeah. Yeah. Breath song. So, you know, I'm enjoying what I have. Yeah. <laughs> To, to, to work with. change the actual shape of your lips and your mouth as you're just cruising through your day so your breath becomes a different vowel that things are carried on. I was wondering if I could do it as subtly as I do it as I'm talking about and still have it picked up on the microphone. I don't really know. I can exaggerate it and it would pick up, but could I do it as I actually do it? I'm not sure if it would be heard. You could try. Let me see if I can have a moment of it. John's eyes are closed. Can you even hear that? I cannot hear that. I doubt that any, yeah, I doubt that any. Your mouth got more tender. There was a change in your mouth to make those mm -hmm. sound shapes. Oh yeah, for real. When I'm walking, I'm probably breathing a bit more than as I'm just sitting on this log right here. Yeah. But, Do you uh, remember your process? Like when you were doing 2AA, like when melodies were just coming into you and you were actively harvesting melodies from yourself yeah. and improvisational there was singing. Some like new melodies coming through at that time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, cutting deep into the improvisation and seeing what is like new but also true. Because I get a lot of the same songs coming through again and again, which I've talked about before. Yeah, your sons us. Yeah. And they feel like these signatures that are very true for me most of the time that I'm feeling them. So it's kind of like it's your I've sonic got these vibes that I'm like vibes that I'm resonating on your already. Your sonic emotions, which is why I can't say that it's coming from something that's around me immediately. It's like it feels ancient. It feels like a signature on my soul. It's probably been there for a very long time. Maybe it's, maybe it's always been there. Whoa! Fuck yeah. Um, soul signature. Soul songs. Soul songs. Is song. Something that had transcended your lifetime to generations before. Like an imprint yeah. on your soul's frequency that then is like reverse read into these melodies. Yeah. Yeah. They do kind of feel like they come from some unknown esoteric place to me in a way, but they just like slip through and it's like, well, it's there. I can feel it. I can sense it. So it's got to come through. I hear it. My brain works more like in melodies than it does in language these days. Most, maybe not most of the time, but more than, more than you might guess if you're an English thinker or a language thinker. Can you give an example of thinking in melody? That's singing. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I kind of just did, though. It was quiet. 
This is just going on as your inner dialogue. That's, yeah, that's as much monologuing in me as any kind of, like, word, thought. That's pretty awesome. I, I mean, isn't that just pleasant? Like, yeah, it's just kind isn't of the, that the best? It's just, like, automatic. I would say most people it's don't have there. that going on as their inner dialogue experience. I is think this it's kind not of like common. Operal be, kind of chamber yeah, experience. Right. I should remember that this, this is, is like, like chamber orchestra And I kind of, like, on. worked on it, too. I've done a lot of meditation like thought about what do I want to think about yeah I want to <laughs> get think ahead about... of the thoughts what you want to spend your days and time thinking about and resonating on and being involved and it's like beautiful melodies and music that's flowing through naturally and easily celestial angel voices Booyah. oh and the ancient... choirs of the heavens yeah and the ancient sound the ancient voices echoing through the trees mm. I've been following this. Uh, That's the part that I miss because when it's just in my head, it's not echoing through the trees. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, that's a seedling for my own creative purposes for later. It could be everywhere. There could be a lot more celestial angel music. Jamming. Fucking jamming. Very standard. <laughs> standard Very operation, standard. new society. Yeah. We sing pretty loud. <laughs> and slow and clear and heartfelt, and it's not real wordy. <clears throat> I don't have a name pulled up right now. It was the one of the first notated musicians, like... Music notation had only been invented for a hundred years or so. Okay. And she was a nun who was creating and documenting these celestial voices. And so her music is totally wild and has these like celestial sounds as they're going through. Nice. She is a little girl was like brought to the nunnery and they bricked her in to the enclave of it. Like, so she's just, like, put in, and then you put the final brick in. And she ended up running the joint. Like, grew up in there and then became the head one, but had all of her ladies dressed in, like, flowy, like, like nice blue sky-color robes, and they'd all wear, like, tiaras. And they're all, like, it's kind of like you had to pass an exam to get into. You had to be sort of beautiful and yeah. sing amazing. Yeah. And then you're part of this celestial chorus that they're creating. <laughs> and she would have artists come in to uh, depict her visions. So then you have all this, like, kind of William Blake-esque, uh, like, psychedelic uh, art of the angel choruses going on. Yeah, dude, I... You're talking about, um, oh, how could her name be slipping my mind, too? I think I know who you're talking about. Here, I got it. Hildegard. Yeah, Hildegard von Bingen. You know of her? Yeah. You know of her? Yeah. Taya introduced me to Hildegard. Dude, Hildegard rips. Yeah, she's amazing. In this whole album, it's all these, and they're all like a minute and a half, two minutes of this type of jam. Hmm. Like, normally this goes on for like five, six minutes. <laughs> I 
she wrote all these. Have uh, you heard the ones that have like the electronic backing? No, dude, she's got like rock and jam tunes that you got to hear too. <laughs> I love this, like the feeling of being able to get tapped into somebody that was ultra tapped in. Yeah, like she was singing it out to the trees and echoing the ancient voices and yeah, sacred cathedral spaces and things. And like spent her life dedicated to the force, to the sound that created the universe, like to the word, like feeling God, like deep in her in like the like quintessence of psychedelic version of it where it's just vibrating matter of like beauty and harmony it brought that into her person and then just blasted it out yeah and hey you just get in there with her mm. that's sick that you knew about her i love this we gotta yes when we get back we'll play you some of the um she gets like the celtic like electro celtic band that comes in and jams with her like soaring angelic voice it's good I mean, the pure stuff is good too, but. I'd been getting into uh, Lily, how do you say that? Lily Lands? Lily Lahams? Lamans? Lily Lahams? Lamans. Lamans? Yeah. I think she's like 1800s, maybe I'm off in like 200 years, maybe 1600s. She's uh, like a European opera singer. Lamans? Lamans. And she wrote a technical manual on the physicality of singing. And um, it's on YouTube. Somebody reads, like, the whole deal, Hmm. like, exquisitely done. Hmm. And it's, she is, like, so precise about the physical mechanics of singing. She's like, you can be a beautiful singer, but if you can't feel and know how your body is doing it, at some point your body will betray you because you don't know the full order of operations that's happening Hmm. and your internal symphony. Like, you're not fully conducting it is just there you just happen to get it yeah but at some point something yeah. will fail because you don't know yeah. fully how what's pushing and pulling interesting and she just breaks it all down in this course of operatic singing of where to get to those places and she was all about the vowels yes a-e-i-o-u yes i'm just that that is where you're making this sound happen mm-hmm mm-hmm I was presenting this to a, a guy named Jay who was like walking along um, before the festival started. So it's just like kind of nobody there. And it's like nighttime. We're by the river. and I'm listening to this opera instruction and the river stretches out and it's a huge cliff face that's lit up by the stars and the moon. And this guy, Jay, is sort of a wildcat, tall, hippie character with like long hair like strong, like 24-year-old body who's like carefree and like tuned in but tuned in to also just like hella party jam i had noticed him that morning i thought he was naked stretching in the morning sunlight and i was like he's like a strong like tarzan body it's like damn dude that guy's like he's in it he, he's dialed up and when we were crossing paths in the evening my heart was more open to communication and i pulled out the earbud to mention this opera instruction because he was playing a guitar and he jumped in um about the vowels and then i had mentioned what you had said about the uh like the jewish mysticism having these words that like create matter through the vowels yeah what was this like it was uh it was like that the their vowels their alphabet the sounds literally is what created there's like a hyper-dimensional shape that looking at it from different angles you would see all of the 
Jewish characters, the, the Hebrew characters. Yo, right, and it would it, it would light up a, in your a mind. single shape that you just rotate the shape, and it would become these other characters. Um, Hyperdimensional shape that, as you rotate, it becomes a different letter in the alphabet. Yeah, and as you're singing it or saying the actual sound in your brain, it lights up this shape and it's rotating. I'm telling these you, these vowels seem pretty core to me. We always like to break things down on the BBB. Yeah, and we talk about the you know the like. Uh, almost like the elemental, the periodic chart of spirit, of consciousness. What are the fundamental building blocks of reality? Yes, please. I think the vowels are one of them. Yes, I think please. the vowels are pretty central, cog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah. They just carry a certain energy that are different. Um, think about all those alien vowels out there. Kind of other, like, weird vowels on other planets. As I'm... A, supposed to be sitting in the camp of the earthlings but yeah a-e-i-o-u man well, i was bringing up the jewish mysticism vowels to this cat jay and he stopped me in his tracks and he's like no nah, no nah, you got to remember a-e-i-o-u your english language this is what's happening and he's like kind of like reaches up his full form extended muscle sense he's like he's like you got to defend your turf you know we're all bacteria, and there's invading bacteria, and you got to make your space. I'm like, yeah, but hey, uh, don't you think it's kind of clunky, kind of dated? And he's like, you need to fuck off. What about jazz? What about hip-hop? Where do you think the internet was born? Out of what vowels is this? Like, really doing it to take the space mm. of what is going on, like, within these vowels and what they can create. Celebrating the, the perfection of the English language of the condensation of human history yeah merges yeah. into this yes form of mental like vibration yes and he's like i don't like to preach this too much because if you preach it people are not going to take to it i like to just be it i've learned and then you're just like shining an apple you just be the best apple be the best apple in a bushel of apples and be the one that somebody wants to take a bite out of and i mentioned seeing him naked in the sun in the morning stretching i was like yeah that's exactly why i'm talking to you now was because you looked like a shiny bright apple and i was like it drew me to you hmm. and here it is and he was as he was uh walking away he like had gotten further down the path he yells back he's like jedediah turn around he says, and sometimes why? <laughs> you remember my Yahweh trick that it goes through all the vowels and like brings you back to the beginning again? That's why Yahweh is such a great word. Oh, hit me again. It's got all the vowels in it, and they're circular. Yahweh is the name of God. Yahweh. Yahweh is a forbidden, like, secret name of God, and now the secret's out. Is that what it was? I'm kind of asking questioning from like what I thought I've learned. I don't know about that. But I hear you saying it now and it has all the vowels. And that's highly suspicious from the context of what we're saying that the word. vowels might be creating that, everything. And you could get, you know, almost all the energy 
of the universe kind of circulating with just those vowels. Mm. Circulating all the energy with those vowels. Jay totally agreed. He was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm a singer, I'm a vocalist. And he started plucking his guitar and taking each of the vowels and yeah. singing them out and demonstrating <clears throat> what the Lily Opera singer was was, doing. was telling. Yeah. He was like, right. that yeah. is exactly what you're doing. He was he showing that you can reach different points in your resonance chamber. Ranges, yeah. And he was like, he was on the same trip the opera singer was. He's like, yeah, you gotta feel into your nose. You gotta yeah. feel into your cheeks. You gotta yeah. feel into you your feel chest. Which feel notes where you're resonating really and where through. it's coming through if you really wanna shine that apple. Yeah. When I saw Lady Smith Black Mombazo with my mom, yeah. she yeah. noted afterwards that every song they sang was in the same key. And she's like, that's yeah, probably just where their voices were comfortable. Yeah, but with this kind of air of like it wasn't that professional or artistic or cool or something, and I, and I didn't really respond to her. But in my mind, like it's obviously what you would do if you were a natural person. <laughs> you got the same notes that feel really good to your resonant chamber, just resonate with the best notes in your body. It's going to be the same ones. You can find other ones too, but they might not hit in the same way where it lights up your nose in the same way. Mm. There's a certain frequency that's going to light your nose up. There's mm. a certain frequency that's going to really hit your palate just right, you know? Mm. Yeah. There's a reason they sing the same keys again and again. It's like that's what feels the best. I, I like the idea of getting into your sweet spot. Yeah. Of like knowing where you're ripe. Yeah. Of like, it's like well, feeling this is, into your strengths. If I'm in this key, then I can hit the bass note just right, and it's my bottom note. If I'm in some other key, then I'm not going to be able. I'm going to have some weird, awkward bass note that's not, you know, quite the root or whatever. Yeah. Yes, we are our own instrument, right? I've talked about this idea of the songza again and again. That the instrument itself is the one that has the song in it. The body of the instrument is this resonant thing, and it kind of embeds a layer of the body like, of the musical and, instrument and music into it. Like the guitar, the so the artist's guitar. job is to like pull these things out of it. Mm. they're like latent within the instrument itself the artist is there to just sort of be a conduit and allow the instrument to express itself like the like the fairy singer that you met between the yeah. trees is having the river and the rocks like sing through her yeah these instruments carry voices too and we are instruments our body is an instrument it has a song if we can be that conduit yo yo Dude, imagine walking around with the ignition or the dissolving power. You just like reach out and touch somebody's forehead and they like are fully embodied instrument. He erupt into their full potential of like resonating instrumental self. Dude. That would be nice. That'd be a good superpower. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty dope. Mm -hmm. I imagine some people could get there making love to somebody. There's like so many like acupressure points and so much like orgasmic strength and like so much connection and you're like kind of already playing the other person like with the thumping and the compressing and the breathing. 
that it's like you're okay. moving this song. You gotta out. be pretty good to make or break the window, though. To make or break the window? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> to make or shatter the window? Oh, the window. <laughs> oh, like the ah, or like a glass to sing the, to or the, the wine glass on the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to sing the crystalline frequency. Yeah. Oh, I was having this, dude. Or you, or she makes your dick explode. Right. Some sort of bass frequency that she erupts. And then your whole penis just like shreds apart. Like a blooming lotus. Like a, like a blooming lotus, dude. Right? I mean, it goes both ways for sure. I mean, we both know this. For sure, it goes both ways. This is circle sharing time. Now I understand the inappropriate topics. Can I just interject? Yeah, dude. The body makes crystals. No, we yeah. grow crystals inside of ourselves, what? and like what? plants and life do this too, right? What? Right? A crystal is a geometric formation that repeats like over and over and pattern. over, so that it becomes this grid work that yeah. then and it becomes can be kind this of shape. Complicated sometimes, but it repeats. It's super complicated, but it repeats, whereas everything else is just like fucking flowing. Yeah. So it doesn't make these shapes. Yeah. Where is it? The body is making crystals? We get all kinds of crystals in our body. Like, all of our hormones are crystals, right? Uh, I think so. And, um... Oh. Uh, Free base and dopamine. I, you know, it, let me get some, of your, let me get some of your endocrines, Sean. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, right? They're going to have that soon. Yeah. Sharing, like, um... <laughs> endocrine yeah. hormones with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. What you got, homie? Yeah. <laughs> That's the origin story of the African musician was uh, him sharing his the, his flesh of his thigh. They were like, he was hiking with his brother on a quest and his brother was like, I can't, I'm dying. Like, I, I can't go further. I'm like, haven't eaten for days. And his other brother goes out uh, into the forest and cuts part of his thigh, cooks it up and feeds it to him. Oh. And... Then when he has the strength and continue on, they make it to their place. He tells him what it was. He's like, because you did that to save me, like I'm always now going to be at your service Ooh. singing for you. Mm. That's the origin story of the Giroot. Of the Griot. The Griot. Yeah. Yo, you know the Griot? Yeah. The Griot. Yeah, yeah. They're, I was reading about them this morning. They're like the african musician but also kind Historian. of like a court gesture they hold the philosophy they do the history the secrets that happen now and the secrets of the past and are like bringing it yeah. all together yeah yeah it's like they mm -hmm. invoke supernatural beings mm -hmm. but then also sing the tribute the original to the rappers beans. they were the original rappers they sing the praises in order to ensure their pardon protection and goodwill like, we were just talking about singing the creek song and the rabbit song, but it's like, you probably have to, like, pay your respect if you're going to sing the moon song. Like, if you're going to be channeling these things, like... Yeah, or if you're singing King George's song. Because they yeah. would sing about, like, chiefs and, you know, history and war and all kinds of different things. Yeah. So they were singing about their ancestors, too. They know the events that are going on and recalls events that have no longer, that are no longer within living memory. Yeah, yeah. A living archetype 
of people's traditions. Yes. Like they're, they're like the, the internet. carriers of they the culture. They are the database. Like hello, and they're I have a, the registry of the whole culture. And I'm the they're one the who's... lowest in the society. They they were trash. Really? Yo. They could not be buried in the ground because they would fuck up the soil and crops wouldn't grow. What? There are huge trees hollowed out filled with skeletons. Because when a griot dies, you put him in the hollow tree and you just put them on all the other ones, I guess. And so they all like are chambered up in there. What? Yeah, they're like really? wandering hobo misfits that are also carrying all the mythology and philosophy and singing the praises. I didn't know that about them. But they knew everybody's secret too. Like in some sense, you couldn't quite trust them. And it's like, people are kind of afraid of like the The ones that like go deep. (laughs) Go like super deep (laughs) in it all the time. The ones who are free basing their own crystals. crystals. Where do you, I don't, know that we have crystals inside of us i think that we do maybe some people have more than others yeah (laughs) (laughs) where are you feeling that you got crystals going on like um you know don't we kind of synthesize like all kinds of stuff we make all kinds of interesting chemicals and things that we live on like that we need various I, I don't know all the right words oh like our hormones and our like our mitochondria well mitochondria is a biological part of the body it's a cell part but um right like htp isn't that what the i, I need to look up some htp i need to remember my high school biology yeah but there's a lot of stuff going on in that body i'm pretty sure crystals are part of it yeah <laughs> What about this beat poem that you had written a few days ago? Serenading synth stories foretell of your CIA demise. This is a poem that Sean had sent me a couple days back. Oh yeah. This was just kind of a direct response to the text message thread poem, one of those poems, right? Because you had given me all this information and you were sending pictures of this, talking about the recording that you made of the the ghost in the ham radio room. Oh, right, right. Serenading synth stories foretell of your, sea, of your California demise, complemented by ghost transmission from the ham vent. Center of the county, second tier entanglement waves projecting in every direction. Earth microbes get special treatment on the agenda of the reincarnation of Kerouac. Talking to your friends and living with your parents are the coolest things you can do for lifetimes. Envy mm. of the self, mm. peeking mm. from behind a broken mirror, the globe spins under your stationary feet. Thousands of miles per hour we blast through tides, entering acid heads with more trippy shit than they can possibly comprehend. Power should be restored no later than your solo, so be ready. You leave 25th, April, or May. Mm. Wow. That was a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's 420 tomorrow. I'm going back to Berlin on the 25th. These are some of our last in-person hangouts for a good chunk. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I like this. That's a good poem. It can only be suggested. 
is the title of the next one. Yeah. It can only be suggested. I believe in something important. I'm just not sure what it is. Something about his work and not mine. Tease out the import and just take it all in and at the same time give it all away. Slay not the meaning, being the heart. Isolate from the world, okay, but not self alone. It's all the same in a blur of love and suffering, latent for some, poignant for others. Just think about him thinking about you. Start to raise the mirror. Don't look away. Let's digest. That's a good one. Let's digest, like, pull lines and context of what it means to you now. And if you remember writing it, what was coming through then, maybe even directly say what some of the lines mean or like just the images that they are. Well, it's a bobble of a poem. Mm. 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 When I say him, that's who I'm referring to. Mehabab. J Baba. J Baba. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to describe this feeling of believing in something that I wholly don't understand. Mm. Right? Like, I don't get this thing, even though I believe in it. You've been transliterating this 6,000 page autobiographical poem about this guy for like two years. You don't understand him? Uh, I, yeah, I have like the sole signature of him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing that I believe in. But you can't really like define that about anybody. Like you can get a sense of what it is, but it doesn't mean it's complete. It doesn't mean that, um, I don't know. So the first couple lines are kind of about that. Wait, 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 okay. I want to rip into this poem more, but the soul's signature you can understand you can feel yeah but you can't really know i don't you can't understand you can know but you can't understand i don't know everything about what he's doing or how he was yeah okay you can look okay. at an amazing figure from history or music or art or whatever whoever you love whatever people artists poets yeah you get a signature from their work of who they were that doesn't yeah. mean that you have that everything of who they were and how they did it. Yeah, yeah. You and what they were really doing. Beyonce, but you don't know how Beyonce did it. Mm. Well, there's some documentaries. You could probably like get in. <laughs> you could know a little bit more. I love that when they go and like see her producers. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Should I go deeper into yeah, this Yeah, no, please, please. Should I this do? is... I'm... What do I say? So, then... Just hit the next line. Yeah, because it's like... Tease out the import. Because I was talking about what's important, right? I believe in something important. That important word was, like, key to the feeling I was trying to describe. When you have the feeling that something's important, it goes hand in hand with your belief, right? Like, how strong mm. is that belief? That's how important it is to you right now. How much you care about it. How fucking important is this thing to you, really? Yeah. Speaking. Important is. So if I tease totally out the import. Cage mm-hmm. Of where we're at with something. If I tease out the import, 
then I'm just kind of in this breathing state, right? Like take it all in and let it all go at the same time. It's like, well, maybe nothing is really that important. But I'm not trying to kill the poem, so I'm not slaying the meaning of the entire, uh, well, slay not the meaning being the heart. In other words, the point of the poem is another way to say it, the heart. What is this thing that I believe in? It's the heart. What's important? The heart. So that's kind of at the center of the poem. You'll notice it's in the middle. Slay not the meaning being the heart. That's just giving it away. The meaning of the whole poem is basically the heart. Which, again, what did I just say? Um, just take it all in and at the same time give it all away. This is what the heart is doing. This is what the heart is doing. Have we holographically imaged this conversation back to the tender heart and being open for song? Yeah. <laughs> I love I, that this is what the heart is doing. Taking it all world, in and giving it all away. Isolate from the world, okay, but not self-alone. And I, I guess as I remember writing that line, for, I was just kind of thinking about that, like, once you get to this state, then you don't need anything. So you can isolate from whatever situational factors, they're just not important anymore. When your heart is open and also given away at the same time. But you're not alone because there's still this thing that you believe in, which ultimately is kind of bigger than you are. So you still... So you can isolate and yet you're totally immersed. Yeah, you're still completely, you know, together. Mm. Um, On your way to become a hermit. It's all the same in a blur of love and suffering. Latent for some and poignant for others. Wow. Latent for some and poignant for others. Yeah. Jeez. Ain't that the riff of life? Those waves coming in and out. Pictures of consciousness being spread across all earthly entities. Some are in joy, some are in suffering. Consciousness spread across all earthly entities. Some are in joy and some are in suffering. And you get a slice of it. This is where you're at. Oop. This is this ping. Oop. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's an entity that knows all of your thoughts, what happens when you start thinking about him? Try that on for size as often as possible. General recommendation. Start to raise the mirror and don't look away. It is yourself. Fresh. Make it a good conversation in there. Fresh. Yo. Or bump it up to the resonant of frequencies and not clunky word bumps. That's how you access the angelic angel choruses. Is you've leveled up from your word thoughts. You're thinking about whatever's containing all of this. You're raising the mirror to yourself. And then as it's reflecting back your words start to become just pure vowels and those vowels start to become pure just tonal references back and forth and now you're within this chorus of this creation that knows all thoughts of everything happening and you're within it thinking about it and so you're refracting now you're part of it yeah okay nicely said okay (laughs) access point i like it access point Kind of reminds me of uh, this feeling of uh, taking a slice of an access point of across the earth and the people in extreme suffering and people latent from suffering where they're just 
something else is happening. But it's like across the whole ebb and flow, it's like there's bits of it happening. This might be a stretch, but it seems in my mind to be like the same reference, but in a galactic field is Hubble Telescope accidentally recently came across a black hole traveling at the speed of 14 minutes from Earth to the moon. Uh, like the black holes traveling if it was at earth and going to the moon it would take 14 minutes okay okay so it's, it's some fraction of the speed of light that's kind of high and it's going across the galaxy going into dust and then spewing out stars behind it and its wake like its jet stream its trail is the size of two milky way galaxies stacked on top of each other and its heat is, I think, 21,000 suns. And it's a black hole, and spewing behind it is stars. Yeah. And it's like this feeling of uh, just sensations happening like this. For me, in my mind, it was this graph, sort of like this graph point of like happenings and occurrences and emergences yeah. coming along. Yeah. Does that connect, or is that just like, maybe that doesn't connect? It probably does. Between, like, suffering and not suffering and this, like, LinkedIn experience that we're all blanketed in and, like, what's emerging and not emerging. Mm. Mm -hmm. In the most cosmic sense, but also in just, in my mind, this linear line graph with dots occurring. Those dots being new stars formed out of space dust. I love that they're flowing seeing through a all black hole. I love that they're seeing all kinds of stuff they don't really understand. And then coming up with stories to try to, like, maybe claim that they could understand it or get back to the feeling that they know what the yeah, what's going yeah. on. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the story. Ask I the was, guru, this dude. This is probably not a very, like, hype topic, but I was just getting blown about what a short period of time that smartphones have been the absolute norm. Like, when did you get your first smartphone? Oh, I was late on it. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I don't know, like 2010 maybe? Yep, like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. That's about when it hit, dude. It's been like a decade. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like a ludicrously short time for how normalized they feel right now? Yeah. That's like nothing. It's, it's a nothing. really short amount of time. It was so locked in. I mean, everybody so knows how locked in we're, 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 we're palm readers. We're palm readers. <laughs> <laughs> we're totally just reading everything from our palm and like accessing, yeah. I mean, we're all hip to the magic that's going on. Yeah. And to the like obedience and to the <laughs> like dopamine and the like the drug that we're taking to yeah. the drip and yes. to the worldly interface that we're going through. What is the story that could be told for the emergence of the smartphone within the palm? Like a metaphoric Yeah, the myth of it as it's happening. If you were like the the African drummer 3,000 years from now and you're telling about the 10-year emergence of these and they're coming into their palms. Right? How do you say it? Because really, what is the quintessence essence of what is happening? Is it that we've all accessed the information now that it's like everything, all the symbols, all the databases, we, we are the holder of it all. We, we, we are there. We don't have to cut off our brother's thigh and fry it and eat it. It's given to us. Mm. Now it's just flowing through our intention of our desire, <sighs> multiplying upon multiplying. 
dude, the story they come up with for the black hole, like traveling through space like that is sick. It's um, a love triangle. <laughs> Two galaxies came together and within the uh, galaxies are black holes. And so those black holes for 50 million years were spinning around each other, doing what they do, ripping apart space and time and spewing dust. And this somehow pulled in a third. So now the third wheel is coming in and that's what became too much. So their love dance, I don't know which one got spit out, who like maintained it within the love triangle, but one of them is now rocketing across the universe, making stars as it goes. Yeah, like the act of the three of them coming together somehow accelerated their general it shot one of them out two of them yeah. are probably still spinning together okay. but it's a love triangle okay. like a love triangle can't last yeah it creates that inward energy like three people can all be like fucking doing each other and like feeling each other and like having it happen but eventually it's, it's somebody's going to get kicked out huh. or somebody else somebody's going to pair up too much I or always, get hurt i always heard that odd number groupings of of individuals is more stable than even numbers. Yeah? Yeah. It, usually the grouping could look something like, you know, mother, father, child. Yeah. But like a four-person family is not quite as dynamically, like, comfortable as, you know, either, again, like a, a three-person group or a five-person group. Yeah, because then you're like in a triangle. It just Which creates a balance. like a good, yeah. a good shape to be in. But apparently not in this case because that triangle rocketed this black hole at 70% the speed of light. Have you ever tried to have a three-way? One time I tried to. Yeah? How was that balance? <laughs> well, it was with one person who was very used to doing this. Yeah, an experience. And another person who had never done that before. Yeah. And that person... And you had never done it before. And I had also never done it before. And that person, though we were all starting to kind of get the vibes together and it was going in that direction, yeah, they started to kind of get paranoid, like maybe all of a sudden I was more attracted to this other person than I was to them. And they got all needy <laughs> and kind of whiny. And then the person who was used to it just took off after a while. Yeah, so, yeah the vibes got soured. And it, it didn't was become... The other, it wasn't like there the was one person in the flow. triangle who wasn't really fully ready and wanting that to happen. Well, that's good. It's a magical occurrence when it happens, I would suppose. Like, right. it's like, that for was, two people to come together that is was borderline my possible miracle. Entry point into so for three to people, that's what's like, sets the next level to the next level. Do you, what would you have done different? I don't think I would have necessarily done too much different about all that. Yeah. Because I, again, that feeling of like saving myself from experiences that I didn't really need. Yeah. I thought I wanted, but actually I'm probably glad I saved myself from them. Yeah. I, I was, I had to make that choice at that time because I did just say no to that girl later. The girl who was really used to doing these types of things. Yeah. And then later invited me to a cuddle putter party. Yeah. Bring your... Like in, invited you to an orgy? Bring your buffer machines. <laughs> like your vibrators? Well, I don't know if you ever used... Your to, buffer the machines? Be, the best massage tool in the world is a car buffer. No, it's not. You never been buffed? No, dude, you gotta not, get buffed dude. out. <laughs> Whatever kind of massager they're making for a human is not as strong as a car buffer, and yeah. the car buffer is good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was that kind of a party, and I had to like, I was, uh, I had to really resist the temptation, and it was painful to not go to that. But I like didn't want to be 
I knew that I was saving myself from just a bunch of lustiness that I didn't really need. You didn't want the lingering effects of lustiness I was battling, in your body. I was in a spiritual state of mind. I was trying to battle my lower desires. I didn't go to the sex party. And you like your decision. I feel fine about it. Yeah. Yeah. Could you feel more pure? More clear? You know, I was legit really attracted to that girl. I'm kind of... I don't know if I'm monogamous at heart or not, actually. I always did kind of like the idea of a group marriage. Yeah, yeah. But I just really like that girl, so there's kind of a regret about not getting to, like, sample her energy a bit more deeply. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I love what you had said the other day about dancing with somebody. What how I, it becomes this sampling of energy that, like, this give and take back and forth where you're, like, really equalize with a person so quickly. The way, the thing about that whole situation that I do regret is that the, the other girl that I stayed with and did have a bit of a romance with briefly, but then I kind of decided more or less right away that I didn't really want to continue the relationship with her. And I didn't break it off in a good way with her. Mm. I just like got angry at her on Facebook and that was not a good way to do it. That sucks. <laughs> Did you put it on the board or a direct message? It was a direct message, but it was super rude and, like, kind of unnaturally. Like, like I didn't know what to do, and I was like, well, if I just, like, oh, you blow just... up at her, then I'll never have to deal with her again. Oh, not cool. Yeah, it wasn't That gave good. you more... You, you should have gone to the orgy, dude. That's a much cleaner vibe to be carrying <laughs> in your body than blowing up... Than what some... I actually did. Yeah, than breaking up on <laughs> Facebook by being a dick. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have been a dick. I was definitely, like, mean to her unnecessarily. Mm. Because mm. I didn't want her to be still, like, going after me. I didn't want her to, like, be thinking about me with attraction. And so I just wanted her to, like, have this black face on me. Yeah. 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 What is that phrase, a black face? That's an Indian phrase. Oh. Don't show me your black face. Oh. It's like if you're in a bad mood or, um, yeah, being grumpy or something. Yeah. You have a bad, like, opinion of someone going on. Hmm. We're all a little bit wizard workers, like, feelers out of our emotions and, like, I would call it our energies and manipulating them to sort of move it in a place that it's, it's working in a way. I feel you. It's also a move. Now you're a dick. Not your dick to her. Uh, kind of we, learn. we live and learn. Yeah, we but live and looking learn. Looking back, what did I regret? I regretted the unnecessary anger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like picturing you typing it. That's the best part about being angry <laughs> and sending a message is the point when you're behind the screen typing it. And then when you're pressing send and like clicking it in. <laughs> probably before smartphones you probably had to do it at like a sit a computer. down a computer like actually yeah. with a fucking whole deal that clunky ass bullshit <laughs> you probably had to use a mouse probably i probably hit enter on a keyboard yeah 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 people still use keyboards it's pretty common yeah the keyboard's not passe yet i, I don't want to lose ground and i feel like this is a perfect segue in being also a life artist like, I want to talk about what a life artist is. Yeah. Because that move of breaking up over Facebook is a life artist move. Right. It's just kind that of I'm like... That I'm recognizing as one of the poorer choices. Yeah. 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 It's like, 
a life artist, from my understanding, is it's the way you conduct yourself in the modular, changing over time totality of your existence is then this full unrolling scroll of your life. So your choices become the art that you're creating as you push and pull and get in situations and develop yourself and pull back and adventures and friends and the way that you're like submitting yourself to experiences, you know, like standing with your face in the rain or like licking a snow cone. Mm. Like, but there's levels to being a life artist. Whereas from our experience talking, Merhababa is one of these like top tier life artists that can 100% be proven that this fella was living at a high degree of life art, the way that he would get around the world, gathering up hobo mystics and traveling to palaces and putting on plays and like getting dignitaries to invest in his bohemia existence and going up into jungle cabin getaways and uh, putting his security guards out front to watch for tigers while he's like inside meditating for 12 days. <laughs> yeah, Baba was the best. He was the best life artist, for sure. <clears throat> Inception seedling to the budding, blooming young artist who has yet to realize that they have control over every moment of their lives and that there is a purchase to be made, a value untold in their boldness to commit to a lifetime of art-based decision-making. Oh, the commitment. Yeah, you that's the You cannot deny difference. the power of creation exuding from us at all moments of choice. You are a life artist. That's the difference, is most people go and like, I'm gonna, if, not, my, most people go and create art. A lot of people don't even make art. But people that do, they're like, okay, I'm going to go make some art right now. Art is a process of self-examination. That process will implode and it will infect your whole life. This is the inception seedling to the young, blooming artist. <laughs> Yo, I was still tripping on the commitment to be submerged, submitted, to be fully overcome by acknowledging that all of life is creation yeah. and that you're on all the time creating 100% it's kind of happening like it or not, not. Either, so it's just you're right either creating silence or a dud or you're creating something really cool or you're numb and you're traumatized no, or you're stuck in the past and there's like you're not actually here in the present there's also you're certainly not ringing in the future there's all kinds of ways to create artistry sometimes you have to meditate for 12 days yeah it's still like brewing and happening like, like within that. Wait, wait, okay, wait. There was the commitment, and then there was art is an introspection. It's so, yeah, well, yeah. It's a I don't self know if I felt that way if I was painting that I was introspective within myself. I felt like I was investigating the to emergence me. of the paint on the painting, and then like pushing, pulling, balance to create beauty in some sort of abstract world that was showing up. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, to me, it comes out as uh, one of the interesting things about it. One of the main reasons I do it is because it gives this, op this opportunity for self-observation. It's just interesting to hear yourself back again or see yourself back again. This is how you did it. This is what came out. Um, 
and when that process starts to fold in on itself, it's you just, yeah, we're always creating. It's just a matter of what are we creating. So the introspection is the pulling back, is the processing, is looking at what happened Hi. and feeling it back into like... Yeah, you get to know yourself better. You get to know your own power more. Possible effect that you can have out in the network of world of, of earthlings interacting. I don't think I've done much introspection. I'm like new to... I, I'm like... Yeah. Hit me a bit more with this, please. The introspective part where you're like looking at what happened and... Hold up the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you twins? Are we twins? We were born in the same year. <laughs> we do both have green hoodies on. Wow. Mm. A woman walked by and just asked if we were twins as Jedediah and Sean are sitting on the same log entranced in conversation mm -hmm. next to a creek. Interesting yeah, yeah. statement after Hold Up the Mirror. Yeah, right after Hold Up the Mirror. Are were, you twins? Were we in the same cave? Are we in the same cave? Yeah. Were we in the same cave? <laughs> oh. Um... Introspection, you know, it's like yeah, becoming aware of your own waves in the world, and then being careful with them, taking care with how the wave goes out and hits different things. But it, you know, so yo, the introspection is how you gauge what your art is doing. Your life is the art, so you're like feeling you know, into yourself and the effects that you have had. Right, you dial it into compassion. You're feeling what you've put out coming back to you. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's part of it too. Mm -hmm. What else are you introspecting on? Well, I'm like holding up the mirror, you know. Oh, maybe one right. version of this is like listening back to a recording that you made. So at that point, you're getting hit with your own wave. You can feel what it feels like when your wave is hitting you. So that makes us more aware of how we affect the others in our environment. And then we can like gradually modulate and, and improve our show, you know, that we make people feel better. We do a better job of spreading love and, and truth. Yeah, by, by feeling what's coming back. Like becoming more aware of the effect of yeah. our own wave. Yeah. What our own wave feels like potentially to other people too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm hip on that. I'm starting to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It used to be so, like, meek and kind of afraid that it was sort of, like, tucked into my corner or myself and afraid of just even admitting and what's going out there. So now as it's getting bigger, it's like, oh, how am, like, as it's, like, what is, how is it affecting outside? Like, if I'm not, like, pulled in, then you're somewhat responsible for what you're putting out. Yeah. I mean, you are responsible. Yeah, whether you know You don't have responsible for how people take it, but it's just like, you can definitely... You're doing something. You're for real making an impact. Yeah. Yeah. None of us have the right to not exist. <laughs> None of us have the right to not exist. Yeah, we definitely exist. 
<laughs> you have an impact. <laughs> I have been going through several stages of telling myself and crying as I do, I have the right to exist. Yeah. It's okay for me to be on this planet. <laughs> I mean, it's funny saying it, but like... And furthermore, was, you don't have I the was right having, to they not were like exist. powerful and, and like had noticeable changes afterwards. I was like... Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like such a different way to go about life. Being like, oh, you belong here. You are of the earth. Yeah. And it's okay for you to be here. God bless. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. Hollowed ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I want to go deeper. Maybe we've reached our saturation point. Are you interested in having uh, a pipe that you could smoke your blend from? Oh, like an old-fashioned, like... No, it's like a really cool, like, golden metal pipe with, like, a swivel thing on it. Whoa. It would probably need a little cleaning, but it might be a smoother roll than having to roll them all the time. I, I am, but I'm probably not taking leaving so though. soon. I'm not yeah. going to bring any of this... I unearthed, I unearthed a bunch of tools and things from my past life as a manic person. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> it was just bringing back some mem fucking memories, man. <laughs> what were you doing manic with this pipe? Uh, I had, a, I bought one of these. I think I like lost it or something, but I liked it so much that I bought two more because it was just so rad. I was just one of those things in my life that came into my life at that time and made me feel so much more like a baller. I was just loving everything about my life. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that pipe. That thing was so cool and unique and different and fun to smoke out of. Yeah. And yeah. carry around and portable and always have my stuff with me. But um, I love this. Feeling. One of the other things I uncovered was a vibrating toothbrush. Yeah. Where you could take off the head with the bristles on it. And the part that was underneath, like the connector piece where you, where you would put on a new head, like once the bristles wear out. Yeah. It's just like this real nice soft nubbin. Like it's not like a sharp pokey thing at all. It's like just, so then I would just take the head off the toothbrush and I just had this like vibration wand. Mm -hmm. Like a little mini vibrator that I would use all the time when I was at that like height of my manic stage. I would like keep it with me and like vibrate different like part, points on my body all the time. Like I had this yeah. like hyper intuitive sense of feeling in tune with my body and like I knew what my body needed and I would Beautiful. use that as like this little extra energetic like healing just like giving all these different points and places within my system like a little extra attention what would the hyper what would the manic phase be feeling like like if the listener wasn't there and didn't <laughs> see you crashing your Winnebago bus I was just raging all the time. Across the mountainside. And it felt so <laughs> and good. And coming home with satellites to affix. I was definitely <laughs> rooftops. Classic, classic manic expression. <laughs> what is classic manic? Oh, God. I mean, I was like sleeping way less than normal. So much energy all the time. Felt fucking great. On top of the world. Full of confidence. Um, like you're wielding magic, you know? It felt like that to me. And uh, it was just this just continuous train of just feeling fucking fantastic continuously and not eating, is this not eating a whole lot. Uh, why is it bad? Well, yeah. it also came with a degree of like anger, like anger felt good. I was letting myself go and like dangerous behavior. Um, 
self-damaging potentially behaviors. Uh, I'm, I, you know, my mind was burning at such a rate during that time. I think I probably damaged myself, my psyche a bit. I don't know if that could ever happen again in my life or if I would want it to, or if, I mean, ideally the dream would be to be able to be manic and like maintain it and control it and not have it get a hold of you. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I was definitely not in control after a while there. Whatever was in control was probably more of a de demonic force or, or some kind of a part of myself that was more seeking towards suicide than anything else. Like a, a death to be. A death drive. A death drive a to carelessness. Be. Part of the voltage was that you were careless. There was no holding on. There was no seatbelt. There was no, it was like hands up, let's go. I still don't wear a seatbelt, but...